can't hear you. Can't hear you at all. Come now. I'm just going to try that again because I've just done hi. Welcome to episode 75 of Book Off Banter with the mute on my microphone. It's a good start. Actually, it's been, well. it's been a shit well. show from the start tonight. Um, my computer wouldn't let me do anything really and then eventually I managed to get Carla into the pot into the meeting room thing and Carla was like I'm waiting for you to let me in I was like I've locked myself out trying to let you in (laughs) yeah well yes and we're not we're not doing well um but we have got a good episode hopefully and we've got lots of things being sent in by listeners um so we'll do a quick a quick run through of news and then we'll get on with our international episode so what have you been up to? Uh, so I took both the boys separately, because uh, obviously I've got only got a three and a half ton lorry, to a local arena for an arena hire. I thought, just get them off the ground. Well, maybe not so with Jazzy, but just to work them a bit harder than what I did at home. Um, and so I jumped in. There was a course up, so I jumped around. <laughs> it was absolutely in insane was he? he was just oh my god the thing is I went and did it and I didn't want to take anyone to video and I didn't put any about it on social media I just wanted to go and enjoy it yeah without having to worry about anything like that so I didn't put anything on um and it was just oh he just had I just had like the biggest grin on my face the whole time so I'm really looking forward to cracking on with both of them now really to be fair um it was just a really good thing that we needed to do um the bitting it feels really bad because I've gone from with Jazzy, like this straight bar snaffle, canvas and nose bands, and he's now in this loose flash, lozened with a full cheek. And I have put a martingale on him now. It looks like I've just chucked a lot on him, but, and I was just, I've, I've always been a bit, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And then when I rode him and I popped him over a couple of little jumps at the end of the session when I schooled him in this arena, it was 100% the right decision. Yeah. It's just going so nicely in it. You know, and he does throw his head around. So, you know, they will say like a, a martingale's like a seatbelt, isn't it? You sh- yeah. You should have it just in case you need it. And I, I'd i kind of let him get away with using, raising his head as an evasion for a bit too much. So I'm really pleased with that. Yeah. So that's really good. The, they are both still incredibly hairy. Uh, so I will have to get their sack back and crack sorted at some stage. Yeah. But at the minute, they're just because they're still living out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's all positive. I'm I'm looking forward to cracking on with them both. So it's it's nice. I'm glad so I did it. So we're still on. I... We're still on the kiwi plan. Still on the kiwi plan. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Still on. Sounds like some sort of diet. We'll give you the raging shits if you just yeah. eat kiwi food. <laughs> um, my boys are clipped because I was supposed to be going jumping this weekend, but I feel like I, I mean to be honest, I could have done without podcasting tonight. Um, because. I feel like, but I, I didn't dare say Seb's poorly again. But this fucking child is never not poorly. He's I know he's always here. What does he do? Does he just like lick sick people constantly or something? Like, like, like... he doesn't even see anybody. We're like hermit crabs. <laughs> like I don't get it. But fuck me, the kid's ill. He's currently got green goopy eye, and he hasn't slept or really eaten for a week. He's skinny. Um, I am fucking exhausted. He just yeah. he literally wakes up and screams all night and demands to watch Mr. Bull. And 
it's just a bit fucking excessive. So anyway, I was supposed to be going to a show um, for my birthday weekend. And I mean, would I? Oh, yeah, it was birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. mine on Friday. Yeah, I remember our birthdays were close together. Yeah, um, yeah. I did make a bit of a mistake actually the other day though, because I put a, st- a thing up on my story going, oh, this would be, this is the perfect birthday cake for me. It says uh, small tits, it's a birthday cake and someone's ice on the top, uh, small tits, but big heart. I was like, oh, perfect birthday cake for me. And people must have realised that my birthday is around this time. Mm-hmm. And so I've got like, loads and loads of people wishing me happy birthday. I ended up having to do a bit of a dirty delete because I was like, it's not till Friday. Put it back up on Friday, thanks. But yeah. Um, so did you do anything actually nice on your birthday? or um, we, child? we went out. Ben took me out for lunch. Um, like the plan was to go out with friends for dinner. But it wasn't fair to leave Ben's mum with... No, like, yeah. Sebi's just completely irrational and he hates everybody that isn't me at the minute like which is unusual because usually he's like he's like quite sociable but he just like mm. bite in mind he has just come up and bitten me really hard on the neck so he's not even that partial on me at the minute um into a vampire? for halloween he's, he's literally yeah, grim possibly. he's like misery personified so um i didn't get to go to the show because i just thought it's not worth it with having to take him when he's like that ill it's yeah, just yeah. shit so we bailed on that. And then I can't do this weekend because Henry's got stuff on the Saturday and the Sunday, even though there's a show on that I'd like to go to. So I can't do that. So I'm, I'm sulking a little bit. Well, I'm going all out on my birthday weekend. So I'm going out for dinner on Friday. And then I'm going out for drinks with the girls on Saturday. Um, and the Saturday night is sort of like, it's sort of like the Halloween night. Mm-hmm. So people were like, oh, should we get dressed up? So like, I was like, right, everyone come back with their idea and we'll see like what's everyone's coming up with so one girl was like oh I'm gonna dress as Angelina Joni and Mrs Smith or something it was like this set basically pardon me sexy outfit with a gun or something yeah and this other girl's like oh I'm gonna dress as a dark angel and she's got like this cat suit with a black black set of wings and this black tiara thing and like she's even gone into like how she can do the makeup Another one's going to go as a sexy skeleton. You're getting the theme, the sexy. It's like, honestly, well, on Mean I, Girls, isn't it? Where, like, Halloween is the transfer for girls to dress up like sluts. I dress as a slut all the time anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, so do you go to Muir for Halloween? <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, I went, oh, this is what I was thinking of. And, you know, have you ever seen my ride on Santa suit? Yes. You know the one where, Is it inflatable? Where, it, that was not inflatable. That's my turkey. All right, okay. But this one is the ride on Santa suit is basically my legs are Santa's <gasps> legs. Yes, I've seen those before. Not yours, but I've seen dinosaur ones like that. Yeah, yeah. So people have seen them where your legs are sort of like the thing that you're riding on or or whatever, yeah. and then your upper half is. No, you're wrong. Your legs are like a chimney or something. Yeah, and yeah, and then yeah. like pretendy legs are where your legs would be. Yeah, so yeah. You've got, it's a you've got your top half is riding on something, yeah, and you've got fake legs, and your real legs are the dinosaur or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I found this outfit, which is basically it looks like a pirate holding okay. a mermaid. Um. So the pirate's legs. It's an inflatable one. I'll okay. to, I'll, sh- I'll send you the link, and you can put it up. The okay. pirate's legs on my legs so my legs are the pirate legs and then I've okay. got like an inflatable pirate person and then my top half is the is the mermaid 
I feel like you need to see the picture to appreciate it. So the mermaid's riding the pirate? No, the mermaid's being carried by a pirate. Oh, right, okay. The pirate's kind of in the mermaid. He's got his arms around. I think I was going a bit, like, X-rated, so I was thinking that's just not feasible. No, yeah, no. (laughs) I'm sexy and then there's porn. (laughs) (laughs) Pirate mermaid porn. I've just thought of something, but I don't think it's suitable for the podcast. We'll come back to this, maybe. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so basically they will show their sexy outfits and that's what I wanted to basically look like. I was a mermaid being kidnapped by a pirate, pirate. not being ridden by a pirate, can I hasten to add. Um, so, yeah, it, it was inflatable. But they've talked me out of it now because I've thought because oh. of my hair... Well, it's really weird, but when you said fancy dress, I was like, are you going to go as Ariel? There we go. There we go. But the problem we've got is they've said they don't think I'll be allowed into a nightclub with it on. (laughs) Well, you could deflate it. Yeah, but then I'll have to walk around with a deflated pirate hanging off me. Hmm. I could wear like leggings underneath, I guess, when I go to club. Because my friend was saying that one day she went on, um, she went on a leaders do, and they dressed up as um, the Jamaican bobsled team. And they That's made, cool. it's brilliant, isn't it? And they made a bobsled out of cardboard, and it had like these straps, and they'd all get in it, and they had these yeah. straps, and they would inside, and they walk down the street. And when they went to the nightclub, the nightclub the doorman made them check it into the uh, cloakroom. They had to check their, they had to check their blocks <laughs> out of the oh, I love that. So why am I having to do that That's such a good movie. So, it's my favourite movie in the world. It is my favourite movie. Yeah, that's like that's such a good movie. Um yeah, so then you'd be snookered, wouldn't you? Then you'd be down to fancy dress just in a bra and knickers, probably. Basically. And shoes, maybe shoes, maybe not shoes. Who knows? <laughs> Those poor shoes. Those poor shoes. Those poor shoes. I couldn't believe it. So some of you might not have seen the update of the shoes. What did you call them again? Uh, heel shoes? deck shoes. No, no, the heel deck shoes. What did you call them on the podcast? I can't. Clip-clop shoes. Clip-clop <laughs> shoes from my wanker of the week. Um, there has been a slight, um, what's the word? I'm, I can't talk tonight. This development. Shit from, development, that's the word. So I'm at work and um, I was just minding my own business in the x-ray department. And one of the practitioners or the trauma practitioners from A&E, what we did, she went, hello, Carla. And then, you know, you have that moment, you remember seeing them. And I was like, I turned around and I said, I don't know um, what your problem is with drug, Carla, but I was not there. Uh, drunk Carla was there I was sober Carla so obviously I don't know and she was laughing and she went do you remember throwing your shoes out of a taxi window at me so basically I wound down the window and went here have these shoes and threw them out of the window at one of our trauma practitioners at work but she very quickly picked them up and threw them back in so that's how I didn't lose them I'm starting to see how you managed to lose your straps now your ankle straps (laughs) it's it, they had a, they went on an emotional journey those poor clip clop shoes i love them i've still got them now i'm not letting them go no but anyway don't. yeah got a full-on weekend i won't be wearing the clip clop shoes 
Um, See, this is the sort of, like, we used to do, me and my friend used to do really good things for our birthdays. Like, we would go to Edinburgh and go for the weekend and go out, like, yeah. for meals and drinking. And then I decided to have another baby, which, I mean, I, I basically hold COVID fully responsible for because I think I was bored. And yeah, then exactly. now it's not COVID. I mean, it is COVID, but not COVID COVID. And then now look at the pickle I'm in. They do get older, though, eventually. Yeah. And then you and being disgraceful then like me like throwing your shoes out your wind out windows at people i'm just so holding out for that you got time don't worry <laughs> so but yeah anyway so that's it so yeah birth, big birthday weekend upcoming don't know what whether i'll do anything with the horses because probably won't be fit to move if i'm on it so so you're not going to a show and you had a quiet birthday a really nice birthday though I got really nice things like um and I like I, Ben was really nice like bless him he was like he's tried to take as much of the weight with like the boys and let me just kind of ride and like do my thing do yeah. you know what I mean so like, yeah. I had a nice time but it's just yeah with Seb especially like anyway but being ill it's never going to be big licks I was quite cross I couldn't go to my show though but yeah. maybe I wasn't meant to be um maybe I was going to fall off at Fox so yeah. I would just I would have quite liked to have gone this oh but actually oh well I'm that's my one of the week so I'll I'll leave that um so should we go on to our topic which is um I think we can develop this I think we're gonna do a sep- second episode on it at some point because I was trying I was thinking like when you think of a country and like you think of horses and riders from that country you definitely have like real stereotypes don't you um so I think that like we probably need to go, we, we need to go down that. But then I also just kind of think it's really interesting. Like sometimes I get messages from um, like our international listeners asking us to like explain something or they don't quite understand a word or, and like I worked in Australia with horses for a while and um, some of the things they did really baffled me. Like it was just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. So I kind of just thought it really interesting to, um, to sort of hear from like, cause we have quite a lot of listeners from different places. Um, like one of the things when I worked in Australia that I loved was that nearly all horses, certainly all the odds I worked at, they had like a paddock attached to their stable. Goodness. I love that. Like I, if yeah. I was rich, I always said to Ben, if I was rich, that's 1 million percent what I would do. So it would probably only be like that's three that. stables sort of size. Yeah. But then they I've can chat. The ones, I want to kind of like a paddock, but I've seen the ones where they've got like a little little yard at the front, if you will. Yeah. And they can be inside as they please. Yeah. I love that. I don't understand why we don't have that. I don't know if it's maybe because it's so muddy here, like that maybe they would be just trailing like bed and claw in and out. I, I don't know if it's something to do that, but I don't know. Like, because we've got a little paddock here that we put, like, have to put them into. But that's like more gravel, like hard standing, and then yeah, with kind of a I, bit of mud on the top, like, and it's fine. Hardcore, yeah. I've not seen. I've not had a key one. I've seen them when they're a little bit like a hardcore, or them um, the mats that you can get. You know, like yeah. the mats, the mud control mats, or whatever. I just think like it's, the mud- it's so nice for them, like to be able to do. Yeah, that. So, they, they can choose whether they want to be in or out. Yeah, I don't understand why we just had an idea with mine. When I had the the when I had four, the four of them and they ran in their twos, so I had Polly and Chance, uh, Polly and Vince 
we used to do everything together and chance and solo and at one stage because solo hated weather so much so where my where my stable got the other side of a paddock is a bit a very small paddock and um i used to fence off this small paddock and chance and solo had run of there and they could go in and out as they pleased and in and out of their stable what this meant was solo never left the solo would literally come out and like walk around paddock <laughs> And then go back in the stage. Stretch my back. legs for today. That's, that's I'm done. Yeah. I'm done, done. Until the point when I, it was coming in time. And then he used to go across and wait at the gate, which was at the farthest point away from his stable. So that I would then have to go get his head collar from the stable, <laughs> walk all the way back home and collect him. He just like making my life hell. But then I had this idea of making them an all-weather turnout bit at the front where my yard is and having them running their twos and twos. So like at night, Solo and Chance would be out on the yard with access to their stables and Polly and Vince would be in. And then in the day, swap it over. Yeah. Um, But all I was worried about is because I just worried about them getting stuck in the stable doors, trying to get in together or something like that. You know That's, what horses are like. They're going to find a way to injure themselves, aren't they? So I don't think I'd ever do it with two because even if you find two yeah. who get on, I think if they ever got like, if they felt cornered in the stable, that would freak me out. But, oh, Chance and, Chance and Solo would stand in a stable together. They was, right. they, honestly, they were complete pair bond and they would be fine. But I just had visions of them if I, Vince, it, I, it was Vince I was thinking about. So Vince would find a way to injure himself yeah. in some way. So yeah, but I hear what you're saying. But I love that idea. Um, and then the other thing that used to really baffle me was like when we did nights. Um, so like in the summer, I think it was when they were they were out at night a lot of them, and they just had like a shelter in their paddock. Um, we'd go around with like a couple of sections of hay. But then, like, I shit you not, tub truck after tub truck of chaff. And they would be like, this is the green. Like, they didn't even call it chaff. It was like, this is green. This is white. This is brown. What the fuck? So it would be like, you'd be taking, like, truck after truck of, like, chaff. Like chopped hay or, like... Well, I guess, to me, it kind of a little bit maybe reminded me of, like... A bit alpha was more yeah, the green stuff. And then a bit more like hi-fi was like the white. Makes sense though, doesn't it? It makes sense. Because I know like uh, I've, when I've had horses before now that won't wait on them, I they get their hay nets and then I would get with Solo, you, I'd get the dried grass because he would eat it. Yeah. And I would give him a big tub truck of that, just dampen down a little bit. For us, because in, in the UK we're very much hay. But then I guess if they don't have a lot of hay and their hay is expensive, maybe it's cheaper to do. But then what was really interesting, so this is where this is going to get tricky now because I should have found a better system, but I haven't. So everyone's that me- everyone who's messaged me, like it's just going to be all kind of haphazard, but basically somebody I'm just trying to find now was saying that they make their own chaff because... Um, there in the USA chaff is not a thing so I make my own with the tiny bits of hay that don't make it in the hay nets ain't nobody got time for that ain't nobody got time for that 
you're sat there looking at me going, this is genius. And I'm like... No, I'm genuine. So I'm like, so in America, you can't even get chaff. In Australia, they're feeding chaff like it's going out of fashion. Like, that's weird. What is going on? Isn't this is weird? Absolutely... Yeah. So, so what do they feed? I guess, if they're already... Because I know that, like, I guess, we only feed chaff, don't we, to stop, to bulk out feeds and increase their fibre. But really, we don't need to increase the fibre. Like, do we need to be feeding chaff? Probably not. Mine mostly get chaff because they don't get a lot of feed. It's that's just so basic. I can put, like, a, a multivitamin in it. Yeah, I guess maybe that's why I do it. Because mine just get high fibre cubes, which is basically just hay, and then chaff. Yeah. But if I just gave them the cubes, the supplements would all fall through and they get quite a lot of supplements. I don't get a lot of supplements. But, yeah. There's no reason for us. If you're only feeding pony nuts. So we should make like Americans. And then or maybe what we should do is like stop feeding chaff like that little handful here, because that doesn't do any good at all. And feed just the straight feeds. I think it's a hangover from when we used to feed straight, thinking yeah. about it. And you know, needed to slow the, slow it down. So down and also certain chaffs, alpha is a chaff which has got, I want to say high in calcium. So that you can rebalance some of the stuff. Mm. So the rest of this girl's message. So this is going to be eat. now. Sorry. I'm like when we feed sugar beet and stuff, it would be too sloppy without. So I'm guessing. It's, I'm ju- I'm just throwing stuff out there. I might not. Sorry, I'm just opening some water. I'm ju- I'm not saying that this is the case. But maybe we should make like Americans and just feed. Just now that we feed complete feeds. Now that we don't feed straight anymore, we don't need to feed chaff. Feed like just pony nuts in a bucket. That's what Molly oh, gets because Molly won't entertain chef. She's like, not for me. And separately as part of the hay net. But I don't think we need to do yeah. that because we feed enough hay. Anyway, so basically what I'm saying is in an ideal world, I would have done this country by country, but I haven't. So I'm just going to go like ad hoc. So in France... I mean, what would we expect? <laughs> in France... Apparently, most people aren't owners. They ride at equestrian centres or pony clubs. I've heard this before. And I've also heard, I don't know if this is true, but they don't have a word for canter. It's gallop. Yeah. A Belgian dressage teacher used to always say gallop. Is that true? Well, she used, unless unless to them... Why don't they get a dressage test? I guess if they Manny would bloody love that. He'd be like, all right. What do they call if they don't have a word for cancer what do they call gal and i thought all our french our dressage kind of terms all came from the french so why don't they have a word for- is this true or are we just making this up um i think it's interesting though like that they ride more pony clubs and things because yeah. do you think then they have higher level horses than most people do over here because i know that you've got like the likes of talent and yeah. stuff but in yeah. general, like you can't really progress very far at a riding school. No. So I'm guessing it's different there. It said, this is interesting, horses are on straw beds, which also serves as hay. If they do get hay, it would be like once or maybe twice a day, one flake per horse. So they just eat the bed? Yeah, that would drive me effing I mad. I mean, Vince does that anyway, so... Also, or you could eat buffet on his straw bed. He loves it, he does. And then 
It says they also always live in the stable and get ridden between one and four hours. Fuck me. Um, they seldom go in a paddock or a field. And if a horse stays in his stable for 24 hours, it's called fair placard, which means to do cupboard or closet, a.k.a. staying in the cupboard or closet. And that's fairly common too. Oh, I don't like that. Carla's like, staying in the closet, not for me, <laughs> not for Vince. <laughs> Absolutely not. We don't wear any closeted horses around here. <laughs> Proud, darling, let them be out and proud. What's your visions of like all these French horses all very in the closet trotting <laughs> across a paddock because I've released them all with a with a pride flag? <laughs> <laughs> closet, darling, no longer the closet. Listen, me, like I have been released from my closet. I gallop, yeah. That's um, weird because they've got quite a lot of land, haven't they? Like, if anyone really should keep their horses in, it should be us, shouldn't it? Because we've got no... Oh, yeah. No land, have we? No. But, like, um, that's weird. And that, and you know what? And we're sort of going, oh, God, no. Because I, I would, you know, that's, that goes against everything I do with a horse. But to them, I guess if everybody does it, it just becomes the norm, doesn't it? Yeah, that is true. Like, and it's just like... That's where I think someone like Carl Hester was amazing with dressage because I think it was very, before him, it was pretty much just like, well, yeah, they live in, they're professional, oh, sorry, I'm yeah. causing bedlam here. Um, yeah, that's, they're professional horses, they're yeah. worth a lot of money, they live in, in the closet. Yeah, they stay in, the risk of injury is too great. Yeah. In the closet, yeah, <laughs> closet. Um, yeah, absolutely it was. And they, they, they absolutely revolutionised it, didn't they? Hacking, yeah. jumping, all sorts with their, with their Olympic horses. I'll never forget after London 2012 when they won gold and then he showed that photo, that picture of the horses out in the paddock afterwards mm. and they might be a gold medal winners, but they're still horses. And I'm like, yes! Yeah. He did so much for, I think, changing people's perception with competition horses. How weird. So French people speak to us. Is this normal? Do no. you gallop? Like, we would really like to hear from, like, people. We'd like to do a second one on this. So anything that you want to know or anything that kind of you're like, I don't think that's quite right, like, let let us know and we'll we'll do another one, I think. So this, yeah. this is from Tara. She said, in Australia, we giggle when our UK counterparts talk about hard ground. If we didn't run on what you consider half hard ground, we would have about one month window to compete. However, our horses are used to it. Many courses will aerate the ground and lots of icing happens. Most people yeah. also have floats or trailers to travel their horses in. Trucks and lorries are a luxury that most can't afford. And I said, your trailers can be so fancy, though, like way bigger than ours. Yeah. Um, and she was like, yeah, well, my float isn't fancy, but it does have things like power and running water. It's pretty fucking well, fancy, yeah, love. <laughs> calm yourself just because i haven't even got that if i have to have a wee i have to have it in a bucket <laughs> like you know what power i know because they've got those like, massive oh, like goosenecks and things haven't they yeah like, yeah you never see they scare me a little bit i'm not gonna lie they freak me out um but they're just yeah, quite normal for them isn't it? i know what they say about like the hard ground thing i remember like um writing a blog post once about competing and it'd been like 26 degrees and I wrote this really whingy blog about how much I sweated and all my Australian followers were like 
you are you have got no idea my love and they're like because yeah. oh they'll regularly compete in like 30 degrees right yeah. they? i was like jesus like backs of my knees were sweating they were going it's just just what we do it's just what we've heard with and i was like nah that's not for me darling you got them bloody spiders and snakes and sweaty knee pits nah <laughs> I'm, I'm staying in the uk <laughs> i'm yeah. staying in not for me but I, it's what like I guess it's what your horses are used to as well like those horses yeah. are gonna be their tendons surely are gonna be hard as nails not like ours who are used to like being up to their eyes in clots most of the year yeah so she said and so then I had to ask her once I realized she was Australian I was like do you feed lots of buckets of chaff because honestly this chaff thing like blew my mind she said Yes, people feed chaff like it's necessity. I don't anymore because my horse had a tieback surgery, so has a habit of breathing in his food. But um, before I had him, I could never have imagined a feed without chaff. Um, we've only just started having haylage commercially available in 20 kg bags in the last few years. The best thing is the horses generally live out 24-7 all year round, so no mucking out. But the downside is the horses do get more skin cancers. Um, oh, Oh, yeah, the sun, yeah. Yeah, it t- I was like, oh, yeah, I hadn't really thought of that. Um, so I asked if they wore UV rugs and masks, and they said, yeah, they, she said, yeah, they do wear them in the summer. Um, and up in the north, they get something called Queensland itch, which she thinks is, is basically our sweet itch, and dermatitis oh. from the humidity. And then she oh. said, you see horses get advertised saying, needs to go south because it gets the itch. And that made me giggle because, you know, when people say like, you've got itchy feet and you need to move, I have visions of horses like, I've I've got the itch. Like, I just need to go north. Like, I just need to see something new. Can you, I wonder if that, like, you can negotiate on the price as well with that. Like, I live down south. How much will you do it for? Like, oh, it's 10 grand. 9K if you're down south, love. Yeah. That'd be wouldn't it but yeah i can just imagine these horses like scratching like fuck and then like cross what at what point does the itch stop when they cross is there like a line that <laughs> they're itchy as fuck like, and then they cross that line, and like, yeah. like yes i'm free the itch is gone is there a line no is it oh yeah. i love him this sort of stuff like i'm so interested i hope everyone else finds it interesting but if not i mean i've been thoroughly interested um yeah. so this is from Polly Jarrett. And she said, um, this, she was great. So she'd had horses in Australia, New Zealand, and ridden a bit around South Asia and South America. Um, she's from the UK and did her degree in equine science over here, but she now lives in Colombia. She said, we- weirdest differences I happened across. Number one, in New Zealand, I found a poor old scraggly retired companion horse with one leg literally hanging off. I mean, literally. He tore it about 45 centimetres up to his chest, called the vet, got him stitched up. And when I asked how long he was on box rest for, the two Kiwis looked at me like I'd grown a pair of wings and started squawking. Do you see a box around here? What box are you thinking of building? He'll be all right in the field. She said, I'm fully expecting Carla to do this in her best Kiwi accent. I can't do that right. Let me think, kiwi. It's like kiwi. South African. I always think kiwi. Kiwis turn different vowels into different sounds, so they turn I into. I want to say, oh, is you it train I for the kiwi? Come on, kit, kit. I'm trying to think of words that she'd say. 
the odd swear words at me. Like, for fuck's sake, I can't do that. I can't do the accent. Colin. Right, hang on. <laughs> fish, fish and fish, fish and fish and chip. No, what's that? What's that? No, fish no, that, and chip. That was good. Fish. What's that? Good. Oh, that's like fish and chip. No, yeah. no, that was Irish. No, that wasn't. That I think you did it. It. Kit. So they don't say cat. She would say kit. Yes. <gasps> yes. You're good at this. That reminds I'm me when I used to get lessons in Australia. When I was really little, I used to um, go to this guy who used to say, kick it, Katie, kick it, like all the time. And when I got home, my aunt used to always shout, kick it, Katie, kick it. Yeah, that was good. Well, them three words that I could say. I, I will practice some more. Polly, is it Polly? Her name? Polly Jones, yeah, yeah, I don't know how useful fish and chips and cat are going to be around the equine oh, sort of um, I'm saying not. Um, the other thing that New Zealand's do is when they're talking, even if they make a statement, they make it sound like a question, don't they? Yes, but Aussies they do always... that as well. Yeah. And I'll tell you what else they do that I always think is really weird. I had to get used to. What do they say that makes, they say look, but they say it as if they're, like if we, if I said to you, like, look, come on, like, look, you just need to do this look for us I think is quite a like not aggressive but like a firm whereas to them they say all the time so when someone be like look you just need to do his bed I'd be like thinking they were aggy but they're not yeah oh yeah 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 that's true true and they're just pointing it out look yeah you need to so what were horses like where else did she say she'd be South Africa not South Africa so next one, South this America. is also this, this is also New Zealand, Carla. We need more. We need more oh, than fish, chips okay. and cat. I'm, I'm, fish, chips and cat. I'm going to try. Oh my God, go hit me with another one and I'll see if I can do it. She said, a good friend um, very, very proudly walked me across some squelchy pond to show off her new youngster. Think about the same amount of pride you'd have should Milton have been reincarnated and plopped himself in your stable. It turned out to be the hairiest, fattest, most stubborn cob I've yet to see. Turns out she paid an extortionate amount for him because apparently over there, they're all the rage. Luckily, I wasn't defriended immediately for asking why on earth she spent a fortune on what was essentially DFS on legs. But I did have to do quite a bit of backtracking. Anyway, turns out he was a devil. And after breaking a few ribs, she decided to give up on the fancy white fluffy one. So like fancy cobs, they love their ladies. Have you not heard that in America? Have you not like no? So like genuinely, Truffle, who is probably worth a Mars bar and a pot noodle over here, would probably for the mare and fool in Australia in America, I reckon you'd probably get about twenty five grand for them. Don't you be sending my pony over there? <laughs> like don't you they... be sending over there they absolutely love like a full-on traditional coloured cob i did not know that yeah it's it's a massive market know about this connie's also connie's over there fetch mental money but yet probably i think i don't even know if a connie would fetch what a really good quality gypsy cob would oh my word they want to be getting themselves up and be fair don't they i know I just like I've said honestly so many times, Ben. If I just knew someone in America who I could like yeah. palm off a load of gypsy horses to, 
imagine Truffle with her passport packing her bags. <laughs> I'm off thinking that she's off to like live the Dallas lifestyle or mm-hmm. Dynasty lifestyle. <laughs> with her big bouffant hair and stuff. <laughs> big shoulder pads. Yeah. Are you, were you going to do an American accent there? I actually did a little bit. Of you one started. I come out without even thinking. Um, I'm still. I'll I'll slip back into New Zealand and we'll start asking for fetch chips and cat or whatever. <laughs> um, American accent. I, I to be fair, I probably couldn't be any worse than Harry Styles doing one. So look, I mean, it 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 couldn't be any worse than that. Anyway, I digress. As she said. As a general rule for everyone else, they make England look like the queens of health and safety. Coming from the girl who once thought absolutely nothing of falling off 36 times in a day, the pony club well persevered. Rosette has never been more well earned. Oh, uh, 36? Yeah, I mean, fuck me. Jesus Christ. Well, I, I think after about 12, I'd go, I don't think it's my day today. I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To keep going for 36. I wonder if she was just basically like bouncing off and just sort of b- bouncing back on. <laughs> you just like getting on, just flopping off the you know, like when someone yeah. gives you go too far. Yeah. Like taking her over the other side, just two people stood on the other side, just throwing her over a horse. <laughs> Basically, like a um, piggy in the middle. Sometimes she landed yeah. on the pony, and sometimes she just cleared it straight away. Oh, that's another, that's another fall for her. Get her back on. <laughs> Off she goes again. Um, oh so God. she said, bits, saddles, breaking in, gelding, etc., etc., all completely unnecessary. Riding three-year-old stallions through market towns is completely normal. And to be fair, they were much better behaved than any of mine at home. But, you know, I wonder if that's why all of the Kiwi event riders are so amazing. Maybe because being, like, absolutely deranged from the get-go is the crack. Absolutely, where it goes. Yeah. Absolutely. I do think, I do think like, health and safety a little bit does destroy the, the boldness. Because it does, I think as well, when, when, start, when people start saying about you shouldn't do that because it's dangerous or whatever, then that little thing goes in your head. Yeah. Oh, this is dangerous, this is dangerous. When you just get on with shit, you don't even think about it being there. If that's just the norm, like we talked about like, before, if it's just the norm and no one's thinking about how dangerous it is, falling off there six times. I mean, she probably didn't. Like, I said, oh, after 12, I would have given up. But if no one else has given up, when they're all falling off, then you just think it's the norm, don't you? Yeah. Whereas in this country, you're like, oh, well, you've fallen off once. That's it, you have to go home. No, I think she, I think her 36 falls were in England. I think she was basically saying that, like, she, even though she'd done that, she still thought they were crazier. She fits oh. right in there, probably. She big, also definitely. said, um, Wintex are considered as good as Voltaire's. <laughs> Love a Wintex. So, excuse me, excuse me. It's not Wintex, but I do have a synthetic dress size saddle, so don't you be laughing. I loved the Isabel. Um, it, I think it was a Wintech, but it was like that suede Yeah, yeah. Because I used to use that on a really spooky horse to hack and it would like stick you to the saddle. But I don't like if they're the plastic shiny ones because I think they're yeah. like... I, I, sorry, I've got Trevor. Trevor's just going to... <laughs> i what that noise is. It's a pug. Trevor, you've got the devil in him at the minute. Aren't you? Just biting people. Just being a pig. Oh, Trevor. It's like Seb. Maybe we should put them in the same room. It's a shame to spoil two houses. Yeah, so fight to the death. See when. Yeah. 
Hello. Hello, Trevor. So, um, yeah, this was like an Equinether one. You wouldn't know it's not, you wouldn't know it's synthetic. You wouldn't know it's, it looks and it feels and it rides like a leather saddle. It's really lovely, actually. I but love yeah. though, like, you know, if you saw them on like secondhand, like on Facebook Marketplace or whatever, and it's literally just like the, the same value for a Wintech or like a, a Devacu or something. They're just like, it's all interchangeable. But, yeah, but who's stupid? Oh, 100%. You frozen down. You yeah. literally down. I'm like, I love my dress saddle because I always thought, I didn't want to get something that was leather because it needed looking after. And I yeah. don't look after the dress saddle. I don't use it for it very often. I literally just wipe the mould off and we're good to go. It's brilliant. I love it. But so, yeah, but I, I can imagine the sort of Wintex that she's talking about. Yeah. She also <laughs> said that um, she had a little quarter horse who had... It was eight and it had never been fed anything other than white bread. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you buy a new horse and like the new owner will say like, um, so what, what's he getting fed on? And I've just got visions. Oh, this is where we need your Kiwi accent to be like a slice of toast in the morning. He likes a slice of toast in the morning. He tends to have like a sandwich for his lunch. (laughs) this pressure on me to do these accents when have I ever said that I could do these accents I I tried once to do an Australian accent where I literally said g'day and everyone pissed themselves laughing (laughs) it wasn't me why have I suddenly turned into the person that can do accents when did I ever listen your fish and chips was really good you're a victim of your own success now okay could you could you do a slice of toast I don't know if I can. I can't even remember what kiwi sounds like. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I've forgotten um, what you chip. You did. You did it really good though. Fish and chips. No, I can't. I can't. I will do. I'm gonna practice. Give me the phrases, and I'll practice them. I'm under pressure. You can't put me. He on has the spot a slice. Like I think he needs something like he has a slice of toast for his breakfast. He has a slice of his breakfast. It all. All I can't. Trevor, stop looking at me like that. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm letting you down, but I will do it. I wonder if I, if I, if we went on YouTube, and then um, I let's New Zealand accent. The riveting podcast with people me trying to learn how to do an accent. Um. Christ. Um, oh, it's too many adverts. Right. She's going to have to practice. She's going to have to do this in her own I time. Pra- I will um, practice. Say something. You don't know when it's coming. And I, all of a sudden, I'm not even going to tell you when I'm going to do it. The next podcast in. episode, I'm going to start talking in a New Zealand accent. And you're going to like think I've had a bang on the head or something. Because you'll be like, you know, like when the people have a, co- have a coma and they come out and they, they talk with a different accent. Yeah. That's what like. Okay. Because it'll so this one um she said okay i'm about to probably offend a lot of colombians um in cuba they don't feed the horses no one makes horse feed so they eat grass some look okay some don't most are working horses and it's not brilliant over there sorry that's not very light-hearted and then she said i mean at least they're probably completely laminitis free i was gonna say that Uh, to be fair i don't think about fat sort of well looked after horses when I think about sort of Colombia where's Colombia South America I'm not very good at I mean in even in England really no oh. 
I did but suggest I, I, that you could attempt a Cuban accent to lighten it up. <laughs> is that not like Spanish? Cuban. What's it? We we don't even know where Cuba is. Our Maya went to a Mex. Is it Mexico? Cuban. <laughs> Cuban cigars. Oh, Ben's here. Oh, he's got the baby asleep. Do you know where Cuba is? <laughs> is Cuba the same as Colombia? South America. So they would be Spanish, wouldn't they? Mexican. Is Mexican and Spanish the same? Mexican. I mean, Mexican. Gringo, you're making me proud. I can do that one. I can only say that. I think um, there's different like types of Spanish though as well, isn't there? Like Puerto Rico speak like a slightly different Spanish. This is a, this is an immense amount of pressure I'm being put under now. Okay. Well, I want to just say here. Oh, Ben's, Ben's googled. Come on, Ben. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It's an island. It's an island. It's an island. It's it's quite close to like. It's kind of in the middle of like um, North America. And South America, I'll show you. Oh, you, can you see? No. <laughs> um, oh, I think we're probably losing multiple listeners here because they're really, this isn't what I've tuned in for. But um, well, I'm freaked out by that. Huh? It's on the coast of what? Oh, it's on the coast of Miami. Off the coast, Ben's like off, off. I think he's like fucking hell. People are gonna think she's stupid. Um, I wouldn't have put it there. No, I mean to be fair, I don't know where Miami is either. So, no. um, the only thing I really know about Miami is that that's where Dexter came from, isn't it? The one that used to kill his killers. You know, the serial killer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it no, he's from there? I think he was. Maybe I'm not even wrong with that. Anyway, um. Okay. So she said in Colombia. Also, Colombia is not the same as Cuba. Oh, fucking hell. Can we not? Can we just stop with the joke? <laughs> I can't. can't deal with it. I love how we're like, well, so we're going to do an international episode. Basically, we don't know anything. <laughs> it. In Colombia, I've seen a few feed bags, but mostly she's seen massive bags of carrots. Once a day, a group of four people that she worked with got given a bag the height of their legs. She said she was, beg- she was begging you to do um, a Cuban accent. She also said that there's not enough Wi-Fi to get podcasts, so she doesn't think she'll offend anybody. Um, I don't even know what a Cuban accent is. We say we think it's a Spanish kind of Mexican. I don't know. I can't. Why am I? do accents like i said i said good day once like in a bizarre alien voice and now i can't i don't please don't make me this carla i mean look this is what the people want you have to give the people what they want. <laughs> I'm bullied. I'm bullied. right um we've also got um so this is another aussie one going back um she this one she said um if you think the rugging discourse is bad over there. You haven't seen anything compared to what goes on in Aust- on Australian horsey Facebook groups. 
Australians, and this is interesting because I always thought this when I worked there, Australians, despite our comparatively mild climate, rug our horses even more than Europeans. And yeah, I remember that. So when I worked there and they would be like at night, they would be like, oh, it's quite cold. So in the day, the horses would maybe be in their cotton rugs, which they call them cottons, but it's basically like all like fly sheet type things, but you know, the white yeah. sort of solid ones. Um, they'd be in those. And then when it was getting to night, they would wear these, like, it was like a mole skin rug. And then like, a, they called them like dunas, but it would be like a stable rug. And then like a canvas New Zealand rug and a cotton rug. And that would even be like little kids ponies would be in like four rugs overnight. Oh my God. And they'd like layer them up. So obviously then you got the air being trapped and everything's so being yeah. warmer. Um, so she, she said, um, every winter we get that they don't need rugs at all. Only rug when wet. Don't leave rain sheets on when it's warm and humid. It's relentless because we have such hot summers. It's not a good winter. Yeah. It goes all summer too, because we always have cottons or fly sheets over summer to protect from bugs or bleaching. And people fight about that too. Yeah. Um, oh my God. I kind of feel like I want to go and hang out there and just like watch them all fight. Yeah. Well, we could yeah, join their, we it. could join their um, Facebook groups, couldn't we? We could infiltrate. We could join their yeah. And then just throw in some English shit. Yeah. Just to, uh, and just be like, oh, yes, because then I wouldn't be like the dickhead that overrugs, would I? Because I'd be like, yeah. you guys are rugging your horses and my horses are over here in 15 degrees and they're only in like a medium weight. Oh, my God. It'd be like, they'd be calling the RSPCA on you. They'd be yeah. like, she hasn't got enough rugs on. I'd be like the kind of native, like, you yeah. know. Oh, here she is. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, there she comes. Yeah. She's got to stick out. That's what they'll be thinking you are. I know. That's I've even I've even bought it. one of those rope head collars, you know, for Bougie. Um who's That's actually been quite civilized at the minute, so perhaps it's the rope head collar. And but now that is. I've gone all au naturel with my rugging. Um yeah. So I've got I think is this one from Australia? So we've got loads from Australia actually. Um she said this is Marilyn. Oh, I don't think I've said everyone's name. Sorry if I haven't said your name. Um, she hasn't even been to the UK, but she grew up reading our pony books and has noticed some differences. Bless her. Um, yeah. you, can't, you can't beat a good pony book. <laughs> we don't have a hunting culture. No team chasing or fun rides. Oh, Carla, that'd be no good for you, would it? A lot, of, a lot of them have said that when I've talked about new, um, team chasing. A lot of my followers have said that. They go... I had to, when I described it and they were like oh my god how do we bring they want to bring it to Australia they'd love yeah. to bring it because they, they and yeah fun rides unheard of but yeah they they, they fox hunt don't they so. um we also don't have gallops or moors or planes I don't think we really have planes in England that's probably more America <laughs> isn't it um land is owned by people and fenced <laughs> I know what she's thinking of she read them bloody Ginny and Shantai books oh, yeah. she? I didn't like those books. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of Ginny, but yeah. Oh, I loved it. I loved oh, did them. you? No, yeah. she wasn't for me. But that's what she's thinking of because she used to just gallop over the moors, didn't she? Yeah, that's I feel. She... I feel like that's probably potentially glamorising England because I lit my hack at the minute is literally walk down a road, turn round, 
walk back. Really good for um, hills around here, but shit for fun. Mm. Um, she said everything is owned and fenced and they can't ride around fields. Um, we, do, we don't have bridal paths or quaint country lanes. I feel like I can really tell she's got this from a book. <laughs> we haven't got quaint country lanes anymore. It's bloody... We speed limit, aren't they? You have to like fight for your life on them. Yeah, there's either like a hundred Barrett homes being built on a, the quaint, <laughs> what used to be a quaint country lane, or oh, up here, close or something like that. Yeah, yeah, up here Fortune we're on uh, the logging route, so it's like you know lorries hurtling past you at like ten thousand miles an hour that are about eighty five times the size of your horse. It's not really that quaint, to be honest. I feel like we're totally pissing on your uh, version of like beautiful England, but it's really you're missing nothing. We don't have many options to school over cross-country courses. So what do we do? Train at home as best we can. There are national parks. Mostly we can't ride. Um, and we have kangaroos leaping through the bush or out of bushes when we're riding. We have the world's deadliest snakes. That's that's why Carla's not having any of that. Um, I'm not going and don't they have a snake gets under the toilet seat and bites people on the ass i think i've heard of that my I've dad heard this, I'm pretty... he's traveling around australia at the minute um and he ask... sorry ask him so have you been bitten on the ass by a spider or a snake i, don't, I, I think i probably would have heard if he has but um <laughs> he did say that when... <laughs> When he was um, pulling into the last place they were at, there was a guy, it, like, they get bogged down loads because he's, like, travelling all around, like, kind of the outback and stuff. And then there was a guy with a, a shovel. And Dad was like, oh, have you got bogged down? Like, are you going to get me out? If I get stuck and the guy was like, no, but apparently it was a brown snake that had just been seen. And they're apparently like the world's most deadly snake. And he was waiting to belt it over the head with a shovel. Fucking hell. I know. No, you're not. Australia to me you know I can't take Vince anyway because of the kangaroos but <laughs> right. honestly he nearly died that time we met Armour so it's never going to happen um but yeah kangaroos I mean like they've got oh yeah kangaroos just jump out the bush they're like I have nearly died because of a squirrel before now so like I am <laughs> not prepared to take a risk with a fucking kangaroo uh let's just out there I think that's fair enough I think if Vince can't deal with a squirrel, I think it's unreasonable to expect he's going to be able to deal with a kangaroo. It did fall out of a tree right in front of him. I was just hacking along. This wasn't recently. Did I talk about this? It wasn't even recently. So. I was hacking along with a squirrel and it was jumping, you know, like they jumped from tree to tree. It was like, yeah. jumping, oh, it's okay, really, really well. And then it obviously tried to be cocky and it tried to jump over the path that we were going down. It missed and it landed right in front. And obviously it was a little bit shocked. And it said, did you know that they make like a really weird, like screaming noise? No. I I thought squirrels were quiet creatures, but they make, a, if they're frightened or whatever, they make a really weird screaming noise. And it just landed in this path in front of us. And Vince jumped and then it started screaming. And so Vince went, I'm going to buck you off now because of that. <laughs> so I've got this field bucking in my life. And I was a fucking squirrel. So and then the squirrel, died. who had felt like an absolute moron and was, like, trying to style it out, was like, actually, she looks more of a dickhead now. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yes. Or as Carla lands on the ground, the squirrel's like, happens to the best of us. Don't worry, as it's dusting its shoulders off. I would have just, just screamed. 
I would have just screamed back at the squirrel. We could have just had a scream in. This is your fault. You knew you couldn't make that fucking jump. You're only a squirrel. I think jumping up. Fucking bastard. Then he's went on the ground in front of us. And then just had a scream at me like it was my fault. Kangaroos make a noise. You what? Do kangaroos kangaroos make a noise? I don't think so. So maybe you'd be okay. That's even worse if it's like a silent assassin. Just like fucking come like no noise. And they just I'll tell you what would be scary. (laughs) An emu. I, I wouldn't be about that life. No. Yeah, imagine, imagine if Vince saw an emu. If you fell off in front of an emu, I think it would peck you to death. Yeah. And they like, they're, they're like kick. Yes. Ostrich? No, or maybe, maybe both. And they've got spiky bits on their feet. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, dirty little bastards. Imagine. I did not know. Imagine on your gravestone, <laughs> kicked to death by an emu. They're basically dinosaurs, aren't they, emus? They're basically dinosaurs. I don't. I wouldn't trust an emu. There. Oh my god. Like that's another thing for me to be frightened of now. Fucking emu. Add it to your list. Like literally, we've got the snake or the spider in the toilet. There's squirrels. (laughs) It's just. It's just never ending. Never ending. I'm just walking through life terrified of shit. Um. She says again, like, little horse box is not a thing um, or even really trucks. It's most people have floats. Um, so, like, our trailers. Um, so, yeah. She said it's usually 30s in the summer and often in the 40s. 40s? Like, do they, and they, do they have to wear, like, jackets and shit when they compete? Are you adding that to your list? <laughs> this, is, this is getting epic. I'm never going to fucking Australia. I'm never going to do anywhere. I can't do the accent. Number one, I can't do the accent. Number two, they don't have team chasing. Number three, they've got, like, killing emus. kangaroos. And emus that'll pet them to death. Yeah. Um, and... And then it's like 40 degrees and they're wearing a fucking show jacket in stock. I'd just be like a raisin. I'd have like there'd be no moisture in my body afterwards. <laughs> like, I'd shriveled up. But how are they not? How are they shriveled up? Like, like little fucking desiccated bits of coconut. <laughs> desiccated oh. coconut. Well, they're too brown to be a desiccated coconut. <laughs> um, how, how do they do it? Oh. No thanks. That's not not for me, darling. Not for me. Now, Kate Rakowski, she, um, bless her, I think she fucking rude the day. She decided that she would ask me a couple of questions for us to answer. Oh but God! She wasn't expecting me to literally like grill her. She was like, "That's a lot of questions you've asked me. Could I get back to you on some of those?" I was like, "Yes, you can." She had to two part it for me. Um, she said, when you guys talk about feed, I can interpret some things like we call beet pulp and you call it sugar beet. But several things um, that you've talked about, I wouldn't know the US equivalent. 
Um, she said also she's had conversations about things they feed horses in other parts of the world. And apparently dates are a really common feed and treat in the Middle East. They got stones in, don't they? Yeah, I think they do, actually. Do they stone them? stones out. That's weird. That's great. I... So in Australia, sorry, well, I take like when they're not dark because all I'm thinking of are them like you know the ones that your nana gets at Christmas with the like plastic twig thing to pick them up with. That's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And they're sticky. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, like proper sticky. And you eat one, and there's a stone in it. A date's not like a different thing, is it? A date's like a date's always a date. Do you know what I mean? But like a raisin is a grape. But a date's always a date. Are they always like that then? I think so. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think this podcast has really highlight- highlighted a lot of... Um... <laughs> that we're probably thick. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of gaps in our education. Our <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're coming off that well here, to be honest, Carla. This isn't how the episode is supposed to go. I'm not going to lie to you, Katie. I'm not going to lie to you. I won't be going on the chase anytime soon, will I? The boost on the chase has gone. Imagine us like going on the chase and me being like, a date's always a date, isn't it? A date's a date. And you're like, like your nana has. It's There's a steak. Like a date. <laughs> People at home are like crying, like for fuck's sake. You know what the best of it is? These poor people from Australia and New Zealand and America have asked us to sort things out, and we're probably confused them even more talking yeah. about that plastic stick thing that your nana had and no, screaming squirrel. So when I, I went, went... oh yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. When I went to Australia, um, I remember like so you couldn't buy polos over there but they had like lifesavers which was basically the, the same thing so I bought some took them to the lesson and the horse looked at me like I was on crack and then the instructor was like what what are you doing like why are you giving him that and I was like well do they not eat them and, and they thought that was the craziest thing in the world that we would give horses mints and none of the Australian horses would eat it then what I think is really weird is like I would say 95% so there's been the odd exception of any horse that I've had from either Europe or from Ireland won't eat mints the whole time I have it I have to buy them herbal treats Pits came from Ireland but he eats mints well Belinda came from Europe and she eats mints like they're going out of fashion and Manny came from Ireland and he does but pretty much everything else like Vince has even favourite brands. He loves the Aldi Imperial Mints. That's his that is his favourite thing. And then he likes extra strong second and then Polo's third. Manny loves mint and he also loves a sugar lump. Manny's got quite bad uh, bad habits. He demands two before I ride him and then also two or three when I've finished, which nobody else gets, but Manny just sort of sort of you know, sometimes when like you just do something completely different for one and like money just demands yeah. that I'm like there is no choice like this is what we have to do we have yeah. to go along with this yeah. Yeah. well Vince does his 
face where he turns his head on one side and then I love when they do that well, now, now now you've got to have a sweet you've yeah. got to I can't not give it because you might stop doing it and I love it so yeah I love that what do they what do they give the horses if they don't give them mints over there um like treats like proper horse treats they want to they want to be getting on the mint brigade like or like apples and carrots I think we I think I took some of those and ate those yeah um I don't really know what she wants us to talk about feed she'll maybe have to send that in bless her so one of the questions that she's asked I failed to answer can you describe exactly what a physio does in the US we have chiropractors who are often also vets and they have like people who massage the horses and um, do like acupuncture and stuff, but she doesn't quite know what our physios do. So over here, um, but it used uh, to be it used to be that they they had to be a human physio first, didn't they? Yeah, like my so horse's physio is therapist, and then they converted. They went off and did another course. But I believe now there is a degree course which is called veterinary physiotherapy, which is just animals. I believe. Yes, I, I think believe. one of our customers might have done that. Yeah. So I think that there is, so, but the physios, they tend to just, it just tends to be, and I want to say it tends to be a lot of massage and chiropractors is manipulating of the body, but it's more sort of massage and finding tight spots and working on those, isn't it? Working more with the muscles and the, yeah, like, and exercises to strengthen as opposed to manipulating. Like physio is like a protected term, isn't it? So over here, like basically anyone could, I think, go and massage your horse um, and maybe have just done a course. Or I don't even know if they have to do a course to say that they're, they're a massager. Um, but um, a physio, I think you're not allowed to say that you are like a qualified physio unless you've actually done the degree course. You sorry? You have to register. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think chiros do. I think chiros are different, and but I'm not 100% sure on that. Obviously, I'm, I'm 100% sure on very little, actually, alarmingly. Um, but like Carla says, they are more like cr- like cracking things back in or crunchy sort of like thing. Like I've often seen a chiro. But then for my horses... My, my experience with the, for the radiography... A chiropractor would be more, more about manipulating something that's um, gone out of out of alignment. Yeah. Not but the bones don't go out of alignment. Can I just say like because if they went out of alignment, we'd be in big trouble. But there's they sort of manipulate the bone, the mus- the muscles and everything around to push stuff back into place or for it to align properly. And they treat it there and then, if you will. Whereas a physiotherapist tends to be about strengthening and exercising and um improving over time so it tends to be more of a treatment process yeah. whereas a character tends to be more manipulative and like puts things right fix, there yeah yeah that's yeah, basically very, why very... my horses see physios and I see a Cairo because I'm never yeah. going to do something prolonged for me whereas for the horse it's like at times you know the physio has given me something to work on like or she said you know, put this band around their back end while, you know, this yeah. this one needs to lunge up and down hills or this one needs to do, like, transitions going up and down hills and, you know, things like that. And she will, like, also use, like, I guess it's a bit like a TENS machine um, yeah. as well. 
Um, Electropulsing the muscles and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, so hopefully I have helped you because I've, I asked you a million questions. Um, so she said the feed is super variable. So this is, did I say this is for America? I don't think I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. The feed is super variable across the country and amongst different disciplines. So racehorses get a ton of hard grain, which I guess is just the same here. Many pleasure or trail horses get a round bale of crappy hay in the field and that's it. Most of my horses and the show event people I know probably feed three to eight pounds of hard grain a day and 10 to 15 pounds of hay. Do you think that's about what we would do? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. It? it sounds more hay than grain, so that sounds... Most we would go in- folks do some sort of mixed grain sweet feed, but there is a trend away from grains and towards balances and more hay. So they sound super similar yeah. to us, don't they? Um, and then she said, um, in or out. So that's, again, super variable based on rising styles and area of the country, which I guess in America would be so the case because, like, yeah. they're so-, so different. Yeah. Northern places have very cold winters, so lots of people rug up and turn out in the day and in the summer nights. In the southeast, summer's hot, so lots of fancy horses spend days under fans. Fuck, imagine that. Yes, I've seen this actually. I have seen them with fans. Imagine Pan. I can't see Pan getting under Pan getting under a fan. No, Vince wouldn't either. Vince won't even wear a fucking fly sheet. Although I have clipped them with zero injuries so far. Clip one done, no injuries. I don't think that's happened before. Um, In the Southwest Desert, most people stay, most seems to stay out in small pipe corral pens all the time, and there's no grass. Upper level show horses tend to spend most of their time in and in very small paddocks with all the boots and protection when they go out. So again, that's quite like England, isn't it? Yeah. Race horses never get turned out. Um, All over the country, the pleasure backyard horses um, live out with very little food and shelter. I think our horse welfare laws are much slacker than yours. Um. Yeah, I've seen quite a lot, like, on TikTok and stuff, especially now, like, you see some, like, sad things in America. But then, I don't know if it's just because it's a bigger country. Like, I don't necessarily know that our welfare laws are much better. Like, you see shit over here. No. And then I was really interested. You see things like horses, don't you? Sorry, I how that's still allowed to happen. Oh, are you saying... Is it called the big horses? (gasps) The big lick, yeah. Where they put the big lick, where they put the big fucking thing and stuff like that and you're just like how can anyone think that that's an okay thing to do to a horse and that's allowed to happen isn't it yeah and they so put chains when on I, their legs and stuff you hear that that sort of turns your stomach um, yeah that's true that's, actually i don't know publicly publicly or i don't you know well it must be because they go to the shows and yeah. stuff oh well we, we all hear about the shitty stuff that happens but you'd like to think that if the pr- proper proof could be found then um you know the the, the proper welfare charities or whatever would come down on them I yeah i think um so this i asked her about this because this really interests me um you know how like in america it seems a massive thing to base with the trainer and they'll oh like, yeah, yeah yeah 
yeah, I I think that's actually probably a better system than ours. Like I can massively see the benefit of that. Um, She said training barns. Yes, that's a thing. Mostly in the pockets of the country where there are lots of horses like Eastern Pennsylvania, Northern Virginia. Yeah, like um, she said multiple trainers will will rent out store blocks and base out the same place or there will be multiple barns on a property that trainers rent especially true in the eventing world where trainers are less possessive not as true for the hunters and jumpers in the big barns of those types there might be three or four trainers who work together or a trainer and assistant trainers oh i think though that is like probably a good like i i would love that if i was based with carla and especially i think when you're not as experienced like in the early days where little things like you might go for a lesson once a week and your horse might be a bit of a dick in the lesson and it might be like months before the trainer realizes that you're feeding it like 10 to a hard feed so i kind of think their system would i think that would be amazing in england I first got Vince I was based with my trainer at the time yeah yeah I mean luckily she was local and I was just based with her and I do have to say I did learn an awful lot very quickly yeah you know years into owning horses but like I learned how to um like more about how professional yards run yeah I learned more I tweak was able to tweak sort of how I fit and to be more more effective not necessarily um do more but make the work um you know more effective that I do 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 you know that makes sense yeah so yeah things like that um other things like um some stuff on sort of like injury prevention and stuff like that which I hadn't thought about before so it is really good it is really really useful and like I used to when we used to go to shows obviously with her riding several horses me only having the one that was really handy as well, seeing how she did stuff. And yeah. yeah, it really, I would say to anyone actually, if they're serious about competing, to spend some time with a pro if they can, because it really, it really does, it really did sort of like change my mindset as well about stuff. So yeah. I absolutely. bet it would be bitchy potentially though. But it was only me. No, I mean, like, you know, if you like, were in a train and they're all training with the same person, going to the same shows, aiming for the yeah. same, that potentially could oh, I, be. No, but it was when I did it was just me basically yeah. so that wasn't too bad so yeah but I yeah I think that's a massive massive plus like exactly like you say I think you would learn not just like how to ride the horse but so much else like it yeah. would be super beneficial um all right so I really hope you've enjoyed that and like I say you know I think we it would be like good to do another one because I, I think it'd be quite funny to do stereotypes so maybe even if you could send in like um when you think of like say an American rider what do you think of um and that's there's so many different ones for there but you know um so I think we will move on to our wanker of the week um mine's pancake because he is a selfish bastard who I tried to be kind to because the weather's really nice and mild for this time of year and so I've let him stay in the fields for longer than I usually would even though it's a bit slippy, 
usually by now, once it gets slippy, he, he literally religiously injures himself. Like he always does it. So as soon as it gets slippy, he comes into the like small paddocks. But I was trying to be kind because the weather's nice and there's actually still a lot of grass in the field. And the fucking selfish little shit has gone and lamed himself. He pulls oh. a shoe off that's just been put on. And I think he's just like wrenched himself. Yeah. So I'm so fucking annoyed with the bell end. So that's my wanker of the week. My wanker of the week is me again. <laughs> so basically, I, uh, I bought my horses in and I, and I rode. And then I thought, I'll put them back out. And uh, the old boy's just wearing like a rain sheet. And the two of us are naked because they've got really good coats still, not been clipped. And it's actually quite mild still. And then I put them out in the field and then I was just flicking through my phone. And I thought, oh my God, there's a weather warning. So there's a weather warning for storms. And I'm like, shall I go and get the horses in? And then I looked again, this weather warning sort of disappeared. And I thought, oh, you know, storms can go wherever. So we'll leave it. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. The field they're in is absolutely lovely. They've got like these lovely trees, a shelter. They've got loads of grass. They'll be fine. They're not made of sugar. They won't dissolve. So then I get into bed and everything's fine. There's no rain. Everything's fine. And then I wake up three o'clock in the morning and it is fucking hammering with rain. Like literally. Like, I think we got a storm like this. Yeah. Threatening to break the windows. Lightning. I was like, oh, what the fuck? So I lie there and I lie there. And it gets to about four. So I've led there like nearly an hour and I'm like, I can't, I'm going to have to get up. I'm going to have to get up and get them in. I can't do it. So I go and I'm stumbling around the bedroom. And I was just like, fucking, don't wake the fucking dogs up because the dogs, if, if Trevor wakes up, that's it. Everyone's up. So I get my head on and I go out and I get these horses in and it's like cracking with thunder and they've got the wind under their tail. And it was like the most stressful thing and the rain's pelting in my face and I'm soaked to the skin. And I get them all in, and I get them all for hay, and I am literally drenched, literally drenched at the point. And I get them all in, and I get back into the house, and I look out the window, and the fucking storm stopped. <sighs> and I'm like, now, it's going to start again in a minute. It's going to start again in a minute. So I try to get back into bed, and I'm all I can hear is a distinct absence of rain and thunder and lightning. And so basically, I let my horses stay out <laughs> in a terrible storm. And then I got them in for when it finished. But and you actually, know, I've done that much. so many times. Like, that is just... But if you'd left them out, the storm would carry carried on. You know that. I, that's what I keep telling myself. That's what I keep telling myself. And then I thought, well, I'll leave them in for the morning, get them all ridden and stuff. And... Um, like I, they, they, I give them the hay and everything, give them their feet, give them the hay, and I kept going. I'm gonna have to go and ride them in a minute. Life just kept getting in the way, and all I could see was this absolutely glorious, beautiful day. And I bet they were thinking, "She's a fucking dickhead." This one puts yeah. us out when it's raining and thundering and lightning, makes us stand in our stable when it's lovely and sunny. Absolute dickhead. Yeah. So I oh. have, li- I've honestly, I did that the other day to the horses. I kept them in in the morning, like mine are in overnight, but I kept them in in the morning because I needed to ride. So like, I, I always feel sorry because Pan and Manny Nelly always get left till like third and fourth to ride. So I rode the two babies. And by the time I'd like done the school run and you know what I mean? It was, it was getting quite yeah. late. And eventually I get them out. And then literally the second I put them out, it just started to bounce with rain. And I thought the two of them must have literally just been like, you fucking dick. 
I know. I can't believe it. Just the fact that I led there from three o'clock, just like, it's gonna, it's a storm. It's gonna stop. It's just gonna be really short lived. It's gonna be really short lived. <clears throat> I can't do it. I'm gonna have to go and get them. I'm gonna have to go get them. And it fucking stopped. The worst bit was it stopped, like literally as I got back in. Yeah. So while I was like, like topping up their hay, because I don't, my stables aren't undercover. So like, it's all hoofing in, and it was like literally, yeah. it, you know, when it comes down so hard, it stings your face. It was like that. And I'm absolutely drenched, soaked to the skin. The horses are pissed off with me and it stopped. So I am the wanker of the week. No, I think that's, just, I blame the storm. Honestly, I've done that so many times. Actually, I when I said to Ben, I haven't got a wanker of the week this week. And he said, well, what about when you, um, we've got one of those things, you know, those pulley things like above the Argus. Do you know the thing I mean? You hang your oh, yeah, yeah. on it. Um, yeah. And... So it's like a big, just for anyone that doesn't know, because that was bad to describe, like the, it's got like wooden slats and you kind of pull it up and put all your clothes on. And I didn't realise that Ben was standing under it the other day when I like just quickly let it down, literally just smacked him on the top of the head. And I wasn't looking. I just heard like, and he turned around. And stop laughing, you know. And you're like, I, you know, I got, a sh- I got a shock because I knew it must have really fucking. Hurt. <laughs> and he said, "Well, what about when you dropped that washing thing on my head the other day?" And I was like, "Nah, I don't think that was funny enough." <laughs> I fell over this morning. Well, Nora tripped me up. I was running after, I was running after Trevor because he had something he shouldn't have had. I can't remember what it was. And I was like, give it here, give it here. And I was running. And the fucking night, whenever I do anything, the dogs have always got to join in. And yeah. I was like, oh, great, let's join in. And she got tangled up in my legs and I went down like a fucking sack of shit. I was like, bang, like on the floor. And I was like, what the fuck are you? So I was on the, on, the, on the sofa, just like trying to read a book or something. I was like, what the hell are you doing? What is it on purpose, did I? Fucking dog picked me up. He went, and he goes, no, he goes, you want to be careful? You want to be careful doing that at your mum's age, your bones will shatter. When you got fucking 47 on Friday, I've got 47. Making out like I'm like gonna break my hip or something. Yeah, so anyway, I fell over this morning too. I didn't think that was funny either. But anyway. We've got um a wanker of the week. She didn't really actually send this in as a wanker of the week and it's so it's not really a long story, but I am I'm putting it on because I'm gonna share the picture of it because the picture she actually sent me videos. I don't know if I can share a video, but I'll try. If not, I'll share the picture. The picture is so amazing. She said, um, having listened, this is Lauren Jarvis. Having listened to this week's podcast, I felt you might get a laugh out of our off-road hacking. As you can see, I am a useless help as I'm near to wetting myself. And that's what, like, she reminded me so much of me. I'm one of those people who, like, you know, if something goes badly wrong, yeah. I, like, I'm weak. When you, when you like, so many times something's happened to Ben or something, and he's like, can you help me? And I'm like, I'm flopping, no. laughing. Yeah, I love that. I love it when that happens. Um, over, and you like, you don't even check that they're all right. Yeah. Just laugh first. Yeah. Anyway. I remember one time my friend was jumping this pony, um, and it was, it had a real dirty stop. And she, I don't know why she decided to jump full. You know, when you were little, you used to jump like the full barrels. And it was yeah. about three foot. And she came like hammering in on this little cobby pony to, to full barrels. And it anchored the brakes on. 
and she shot over its head, landed under the jump, and then the pole just like slow motion just fell and landed on top of it. And I <laughs> like I couldn't even stand up. I, I was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And she was just lying on the floor. Like I hadn't even checked if she was hurt. She was like, are you even gonna check if I'm okay? And I was like, no, because I'm loopy with laughing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um yeah, so she said George, the giant bay, would normally be up for wanker of the week, but on this occasion he actually wasn't to blame. Poor Holly misjudged the height of her horse and didn't make it under a large branch. Instead, it snapped off the trunk and landed in her lap. Four-year-old George, for the first time in his life, engaged the toastiest bit of his brain and actually stayed still. All while I very slowly made my way off Casper the fell pony and onwards to help. Um, Right, I'm going to quickly send you the picture so you can see this horse and how good it is. A four-year-old to stand... (laughs) When you said a, a branch, that's a tree. Yeah. Oh my god! How Did is that even? Is that perfectly balanced across? Yeah. Can you imagine? What do you think my first thought was when I saw that? I don't know. What horse of mine is four years old? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I didn't think of bougie. Ashley's got quite as well this one and then it oh actually... my god you'd be dead r.i.p I... katie she with the angels now that is what would happen if that fell down on you it's a massive branch look at it, your arms holding it enormous that she could take that home as a jump hole top of her list carla be be fair, she should have just been how far she could have gone with it because if she could have got it back to the yard like i said 50% of the cross-country fence there. It's insane is- though, isn't it? But can you, she's, so she's misjudged the height of her own horse and obviously crashed it into a big tree and then the tree's fallen on top of it. And it's just stood there going, well, this George is a bit is shit. Like, you didn't fucking think this through, did you? Bless George. I think George has got a career as a police horse, to be honest with you. I think, or a logger, one of them logger horses. <gasps> yeah. I'm actually going to be really, really nice to her, though, because she did tell me also that she was based five minutes from Morris and would help me if ever I needed. So, oh, um, definitely. So I think, you know, it was vital bomb proofing that needed to be done and well done for. I've just noticed the person at the side. Yeah, because they had to get Not off. really helping them, Jay. Not really. She's sort of like a one arm. <laughs> the other one's like really taking the strain. <laughs> And her mate is just like obviously pissing herself laughing. Oh yeah, like, she is literally like she's just in kinks. Like she's neither no, use nor ornament. Kind of just touching it, isn't she? Just making yeah. sure it's real. Her mate's just trying to hold this bloody bright this tree up. That's what pissing. I do sometimes. You know, like if something like that happens, and Ben's like like giving it his all, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is heavy, and he's like, you're doing nothing, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> how did they get it off um she did tell me hang on she said the only option was holly getting off the wrong side whilst holding the tree above her head me on the other side getting george to walk away 
yeah i can see how that would work actually kind of like a reverse pole vault <laughs> we're george 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 has been through the poor poor george he's a lovely horse he's very nice isn't I love he? Him. gorgeous george when uh when george got back from that hack he left being like fucking oh my god actually i'm just i'm gonna send you this picture as well because i love how um i'll share all these um you can see the treat, but also you can see how hard the woman is laughing. Mm. And that would so be me. Yeah. <laughs> I love how everyone around George is like crease and George is like, fuck me, I'm standing here. I've got a fucking tree on me. You can see her trees as well from that angle. Look at she's like. She's got doing that knee together laugh. Yeah, like, I love that. Where you're going to wet your knickers. Out. I did that yeah. actually when I dropped the thing on Ben's head the other day. Ben was like offended by it. And I was like, I'm going to have to quickly go to the toilet because my pelvic floor is not what it once was. I think it's my and I've got very strong pelvic floor. But I think even at that point with George under the, being pinned down by a branch, I think I would have stood like that as I laugh. Yeah, 100%. She's not, again, not really helping the man's issues. Just the, <laughs> which I kind of feel... I kind of feel like a kindred spirit with her. That's because exactly what I would do and what the situation needed. Poor George. We love George. George fan club here. He is. Yeah, he's very handsome and clearly bombproof. Much if I if I uh, could go back in time, I think I'd buy a George rather than a bougie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it all makes it quite an interesting podcast, would it? True. All right, so I think that is us all done. And thank you so much for listening and for everyone that sent things in. And um, we would love to keep Sorry hearing from you. Sorry if we've offended people. Not yeah. knowing we're keeping shit. Sorry. I yeah, I think we'll probably need to maybe brush up on our education about like fruits, and pack- geography, anything and else? Pack- so you keep going off. What did you say there? Sorry. I'll practice my accent. Yes. I've got three to do. What are you doing? Cuban. Cuban. Australian. Oh, you've nailed Australian. Australian. American. Oh, American. Yeah. New Zealand and American. Okay. But Americans, like so many different ones, you're going to have to like maybe do a few. I'll just pick one. Okay. I'll probably just get some draw. I sound like Dolly Parton perfect yeah uh well she's down south isn't she she's southern yeah yeah i'll do a southern one i'll do a southern one well that's quite close to cuba um <laughs> i think why is that where my down? oh here we go again can we stop i just can't the brain yeah. can't take brain okay can't take. lucky you don't listen to us for that um but we really hope you've enjoyed it and brace yourselves for next time carla's going new zealand for the episode not for the whole episode but i will at some stage you don't know what, i don't know when it's going to happen and people okay. have to tell us and we're not okay he's not going to react i'm going to react i'm going to react Carla, let's be honest i'll mute myself like i did at the start of this when i tried to do the intro yeah brilliant all right then all right thank you, thank you so much for listening talk to you next bye. time bye